I'm broken today, so forgive me. I'm a, I'm a crybaby. A lot of families don't let their children talk in front of me because I might cry. Then um, Pastor Stevan's not here. I wanted to show I'm one of his guys. Huh? I'm one of Stevan's guys. Huh? He raises the bar. We have great pastors. Amen? And I'd like to thank him. Have your seats, please. I'd like to thank him and Sister Chella. I was hoping she was here, but in a way, I'm glad she's not. I was trying to make her something because we need to pray for our leadership. Okay? I mean, we already know where they're headed. We already know, but don't think that they're going to get there without battles. And they're going to hit. They're going to get hit in their children and their health and everything, and they're battling and they keep moving forward. And I love them so much. So, whenever I get a chance to give them something, if it's prayer, if it's money, whatever, I want to do it. And I was trying to make her something, but uh, I blew it. So I'm glad she's not here today. But nevertheless, if they're hearing on podcast, man, I love you guys with all my heart, and I thank God for you answering. The call of God on your life. Without you, uh, I'm sure there'll be some other shepherds, but I couldn't have picked any better ones than you and Sister Chella. I'm broken today because I get to be next to these folks here in the front row. Every one of these guys in this front row or ladies have helped me in my walk. I know when you see me today, you see one of Stevan's guys. Huh? But you know, there was a lot of times that I wanted to quit. There was a lot of times that I didn't understand a lot of things. They didn't teach me how to love my wife in prison. Huh? They didn't teach me how to be a good father in the shooting galleries that I lived in most of my life when I wasn't locked up. I'm not going to give you my testimony. Pastor Manuel has given you most of it already. I grew up in the same area as Pastor Manuel, and um, he was a lot smarter. Like when the bell rang, he went to school. So at a little bit after 16, uh, my, my boys' ranch director is here. I went to the ranch in Victory Outreach, and then from there, within a month, I was in prison for five years. Then I got paroled at 2001, but I'm not going to go into that. But see, if you don't understand my praise today, because you don't understand where God brought me from. (laughs) I got something today to be grateful for. I know where I should be, but God has delivered me from that mess, and he brought me here today. So I got a lot to be thankful for. You might not understand why the person next to you praises God the way that they praise God, but you don't know what God has brought them from. God has a way, a place that he wants to bring you to. His plan is not to leave us where we're at today. Amen? And I'm here to try to tell you something. It hurts me, man, to see empty seats in here. 
it hurts me to see people leave for, you know, I'm sorry, but things that are small in the eyes of God. But the same way I walked in, I had all these ideas that certain things were important. Right? Huh? Okay. I shine my shoes all day long. You don't step on them or I need to hit you. And if I didn't hit you, my wife would hit me. Why are you letting him punk you like that? <laughs> and these are values. When we come in here, we think they're values. We have value systems when we come in here. But God's plan for us is not to keep those values, but to learn his ways. His plan is to teach us to have a new mindset. And we're not supposed to stay the same. I have to tell you something. When God created us, he didn't create you to be a gangster. He didn't create you to be a prostitute. He didn't create, create you to be a drug addict, somebody with low self-esteem, a nobody. God created you in his image. When he was done creating you, he didn't need you to pat him on the back. He patted himself on the back. He said, hey, that's a good we praise him because we're grateful. But he didn't create you to stay the same. Tell your neighbor that there's a process. The process is to return us back to the image that he created us for to begin with. He wants us to return back to the image of his son, Jesus Christ. Can I get an amen? I better slow down here. What time is it? 2.30 I'm starting. I got to cut this short because we're going to San Jose. So after I preach, we're just going to have a short question and answer period. <laughs> ay, ay, ay. Anybody going through a struggle today? Anybody going through a struggle today? Does anybody have something that you're trying to rebuild today? Huh? How's your prayer life? Do you want it to go another level? How's your marriage? Do you want it to be a little better? How's your relationship with your children? Is somebody here in need today from God? I have something to tell you. Tell your neighbor, don't worry. It's a done deal. It's fixed. I mean, if you just know this, if you have this kind of a mindset, man, what kind of boldness and confidence would it give you when you walk into an arena and you know that the fight is already won before a blow has been thrown? Can you imagine what kind of confidence that would give you? When I grew up, Pastor Manuel, you know there's a lot of people in the other neighborhoods that when a fight started, they ran. Not in ours. Sheesh. I remember having about 40 guys behind me all kinds of times turn around. Where were they at? You know what I mean? I went to go get your help, Greg. <laughs> but they ran. Why? Because they were afraid of the fight. They ran because they thought they were going to get hurt. They thought that we were outnumbered. They thought that they were going to lose. But imagine if you run into a fight that you knew that was guaranteed that you're going to win. Imagine if you had this confidence. And knowledge in your mind. I'm here to tell you something. You got to know that it's a guaranteed win. God has already won it for you. He created you that way. All we got to do is go through the process. No matter what kind of 
obstacles coming at you, no matter what kind of mountain you got to climb, no matter what kind of trickery the devil's throwing at you, no matter what your situation may be, no matter what kind of advantage you might see, seem like you are a winner. Tell your neighbor you're a winner. You ain't no loser. Tell that lion brain, shut up. I'm a winner. Stop telling me I'm not. Man, you haven't even thrown the first punch and you're already a winner. Ain't that good news? It might sound unbelievable to us in the natural, but in the perspectiveness of God, that's the way it goes. Victory is not determined by the outcome. Victory is not determined by the way it looks on the external. Victory is an inside job. Victory is what's going on inside. It's established by the income, not the outcome. Victory, in other words, is established by faith. And faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Romans 10, 17. In other words, you can walk into a ring. You can walk into a basketball court. You can go into the situation that you need help in, knowing before you even start fighting that the fight has already been won for you. You got to know, man, don't let the way things look tell you what time it is, but let the promise of God tell you what time it is. The promise of God guarantees that if you walk in faith and hold to the promises of his word that it's a guaranteed fix tell your neighbor that it's a done deal tell your neighbor it's a done deal I don't know what you're going through today I don't know what enemy might be raised up against you today I don't even know man what the devil's doing with you or trying to do in your life today I don't know what kind of mountain you're trying to climb but I do know something man that whatever you're facing, faith is the answer. Faith is the answer. Tell your neighbor, faith is the answer. I'm so scared of this. I break everything. Pastor Stevan's so cool, huh? He walks down here, then he walks over here, then he walks over here. Then he just knows where everything's at. You know, me, I'm going to, I'm going to kick something. I never could stay clean. I used to tell my mom, why bathe? I'm going to get dirty again. <laughs> Amen. But uh, you guys seen this handkerchief? You could tell him I'm one of his guys. All right. <laughs> I'm not a pretty boy. I'm not a pretty boy. Never did like jewelry or none of that stuff. But uh, we got pretty pastor, man. Faith is a firm belief. No, he is. He raises the bar. The, 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 the dude got class. The dude got class, right? Huh? Amen? I mean, I found myself ironing my socks today. <laughs> in honor of him. It's a belief in the integrity it's a belief in the ability. It's a belief in the effectiveness or genuineness. It's a belief in trust and loyalty to God. That's what faith is. Faith is something that is believed, especially with a strong conviction. A strong conviction. Victory is not external. Victory is eternal. It's something that's inside. And victory comes from faith. 
Men in the world where we come from, we determine victory by what's going on around us or by what's not going around us. Some of us as Christians, I'll ask you, how are you doing? They say, good, I haven't had a problem all day. We think that victory is when you have no struggles. We think that victory is when there's no trials. I'm going to tell you, my friend, victory is not having trials. Victory is going through them the right way. It doesn't determine by the absence of external conflict. The victory that cometh, the victory that has is over the world. Check this out. Victory is an attitude. Huh? When you walk into a situation, I'm sorry, guys. Anybody, any pool shooters here? Anybody knows how to shoot pool? Okay, I don't want to talk to you. Anybody that don't know how to shoot pool, you want to gamble? <laughs> I was told that you got to look around the table before you take your shot. I was told that don't look at the table and take your first shot. Look around the table because your first shot might seem that you can't make nothing. And most of us, we come in here, and the first thing that we see is that I can't do that. The first thing that we think of is I'm not unable to do that. Well, you need to walk around a little bit and get a different perspective. You need to start seeing that you can work out your marriage. You need to start seeing that your child can be saved today. You got to start looking around from another angle that comes from faith that tells you that it's a done deal. That whatever you do in the name of Jesus, according to his will, walking in the arena of faith is going to happen. It's a done deal. Attitude in the dictionary is a position assumed for a specific purpose. Excuse me. A position assumed for a specific purpose. Think about purpose. I can't even drink cool like Pastor Stevan. <laughs> he even drinks water cool. My God. Well, there's pretty boys and there's me. It's a mental position with regard to a fact or a state. Remember, a position assumed for a specific purpose. I'm going to tie that in in a minute, okay? Whenever we get God's word into our heart, it will produce an attitude. A position assumed for a specific purpose and a mental position regard to a fact or state. Tell your neighbor you need to get a new attitude. You need to get a God attitude. You need to have a faith attitude. Tell your neighbor you need a new attitude. Let me see if I can help you a little bit in getting this new attitude. Scriptures will help you get a new attitude. Memorizing scriptures will help you with this new attitude. Here's a few, if I may. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. I can do all things through Christ. Who strengthens me. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. And every tongue that rises up against me in judgment. I shall condemn. And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb. And the word of their testimony. This should give you another outlook on things. 
when it looks like you're outnumbered by the world and it looks like situations are not going your way. You don't go by the outcome. You go by what's inside of you. And the word of God is alive inside of you. It will tell you, my friend, that greater in me is greater than he that's in me is greater than that situation in the world. Tell your neighbor, it's an inside job. I believe somebody's about to get a new attitude adjustment today. Victory begins with a decision to believe that everything that God says is true. Who hath believed our report and to whom hath the arm of the Lord been revealed? Isaiah 53, verse 1. Who is he that overcometh the world but he that believeth that Jesus Christ is the Son of God? 1 John chapter 5, verse 5. Hallelujah. The Mejia family is here. God bless you. Love you. Tyrone. Good to see you, brother. Good to see you. God got a call on your life, man. Victory is a discipline. It takes a disciplined person to manifest victory. Since our victory is faith, and faith is born of the word. We must discipline ourselves to believe the word, regardless of what the circumstances might be telling you in your life today. You got to discipline yourself. Just believing whatever comes in your head requires no discipline. Our pastor's daddy would say, What? A dead fish, any old dead fish, could swim downstream. But you got to make yourself and strive to believe the word of God that is true. Like the widow woman with her little pot of oil. She was told to go in and shut the door to everything that contradicts the word. Some of us, man, when we're in our situation, we got to shut the door to doubt. We got to shut the door to fear. We got to shut the door sometimes to family and friends. We got to shut the door sometimes to our feelings. What I mean is this, podcast. Don't be writing letters. Feelings are good. They're from God, but you don't let them tell you what to do. They're not fit to give you spiritual counsel. Let only the word of God that's qualified to dictate our life and direct us in every manner. We got to shut the door to everything that's contradicting the way that God has us to go. Shut the door in confusion. And sometimes we got to shut the door to pain. Sometimes pain will tell you that I can't do it. And regardless, thank God Jesus didn't crumble under pain. Victory demands determination. Victory is not a one-time experience. No. Uh, I remember after I got my first victory. You know, it was a little, 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 little one, but to me it was big, 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 big. Now I look back, I go, oh my God, I cried for that. Okay, I want to swear everybody to oath, but I thought after I got my first victory that was going to be over. I could just sell free through Christianity. No, victory is not just a one-time thing. Victory is a lifestyle. Victory is all your life. 
You got to have the mindset. You got to have the attitude. You got to have the determination. You got to have the commitment. You got to be settled on the rock, baby. It's got to be living. It's got to counsel you. It's got to go from victory to victory. Just because you got over one fight don't mean there ain't going to be another battle. Victory is a spirit of perseverance. Victory is a spirit that stands at the door and continues to knock even when the answer is no. Victory is a spirit that hears a criticism but keeps on pressing forward. Victory is when you get opposed, you keep moving forward. Victory is like a football player. All the greatest runners, when they got hit, they gained more yards after they got hit. It's called yak, yards after contact. You can't fumble the ball. You can't throw it away. You can't turn around and run the other way. You can't score touchdowns that way. Victory is not a life. Am I hollering again? Must have a lot of anger. <laughs> Victory is not a life without problems. I just don't want to see no empty seats. I want to see you guys win a fight. I want to see you guys fight and win, man. Huh? If you get a close look to this mug of mine, I got scars all over the place. What does that mean? That means I was easy to get hit. <laughs> I, I didn't move fast enough. <laughs> Boy, oh boy, cracked by Louisville's and everything. You're not going to win a fight without a battle. Victory is a life that faces promises, problems with promises. For every problem, there is a promise. Victory is a faith that clings to the promises, clings to the promises until the problem is defeated. In Samuel, there's a story in chapter 23. It says this in verse 9, in 2 Samuel, verse 23, verse 9 and 10, it says, let me read up here, that way I can get what you guys have. All right? Don't laugh, okay? Give me some stuff out of a box, all right? And after him was Eleazar, the son of Dodo, the Alhite, one of the three mighty men with David when they defied the Philistines who were gathered there for battle. And the men of Israel had retreated. What did they do? Sounds familiar. He arose and attacked the Philistines until his hand was weary and his hand stuck to the sword. The Lord brought about a great victory that day and the people returned after him only to plunder. It's talking about a heck of a battle. People ran and people stayed that day. They wrought a great victory that day. And the people return. But here's about a man who became one with his sword. He became one with his sword. What's the purpose of God in our trials? What's the purpose of God in our battles? It's to help us return to where the word lives in and through us. This battle had brought this man to become one with his sword. What is the sword? The word of God. He clung to the word. No matter how hard the battle was, he wasn't going to let go of the promise. He held on to the word until the promise came to pass. You don't give up. I better stop. I start hollering. His hand clave 
unto the sword. That means that his hand became welded to the sword. He held on to the promise until the problem was defeated. Some of us want to quit on our marriage because we're right in the middle of the struggle. Hold on to your promise. Hold on to your promise until you're able to sit on a front porch smooching with your wife at the age of 99. That's where I'm going to be. By the way, uh, I'm looking forward to it, honey. When God made you, he had a lot to do. Uh -uh. And your victory and mine is becoming one with God's word. How do you get victory? It's already done deal. But you got to become one with the word. God wants us to learn how to hold on to his word. If we went struggle free, you won't learn this. Sometimes people actually stand in the way of victory. As in the case of Jairus' daughter. Remember, there was all kinds of people and Jesus sent them all out. He said, only Peter, James, and John, you stay with me. The rest of you skedaddle because we're about to do some heavy God business here. And I don't need nobody that don't have the word flowing through them in here praying with me right now. Because we're praying for somebody's life. We're expecting a victory here. Hello. The old saying is that there's strength in numbers. And that's only true to an extent. That's if the numbers is full of faithful believers. That's if the numbers are anointed. That's if the numbers believe in the promises. Don't be sitting around with people that don't know the word of God or all that comes out of them is garbage. Did I say that again? Man, I got a lot of anger issues. God don't recognize numbers. God recognizes faith. Jonathan said in 1 Samuel chapter 14, 6, it may be that the Lord will work for us. Am I going too fast over there, John? For there is no restraint to the Lord is saved by many or by few. Victory is not never going through a trial. Victory is going through a trial. You can't have one without a trial. There's not no peel or magic wand. But there's a purpose for your trial. 1 Peter 1, 7, that the trial of your faith being much more precious than the gold that perisheth, though he be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. If you see there, it's, it compares what we go through. I'm watching like, how does he do that? Does he have glasses? He's comparing what we go through to the purification of gold. But he refers to us as our spirits that is more precious than gold. He said gold is going to rot and ruin. But your spirit is everlasting. It's more precious. The most highest precious metal on earth today is gold. We're more precious than that. You're more precious than anything here on earth. Then he talks about this process and he aligns it, similarities with that of the process of purifying gold. And the way you purify gold is fire. Fire. Want to get purified, get married. That's my daughter-in-law right here. She got me earlier, so I got her back. Now you're officially my daughter. Amen. 
Hallelujah. The purification process of gold is that you have to put fire. And what happens is all the alloys and impurities rise up to the top. All this stuff comes out. Have you ever noticed when you go through a trial, all of a sudden you go, I don't know where that came from. I never act like that. Those of us that understand this process know it was in you all the time. It's just coming up and it's coming. Now you got to let God remove it because he wants to purify you because pure gold is soft. Pure gold is moldable. And the purpose of God is to mold us again back to his image. Put Romans 28. 828, please. And we know that all things work together for, for those that and are called according to his. What's the purpose? A lot of people twist this verse around to think that life as a Christian is supposed to be trial free. Well, I'm here to tell you, baby, no, man, we got to get used to trials. They're there for a reason because God loves you. They're there for a purpose. Remember I said, remember the word purpose? The purpose is in verse 29. For those that he, and that he also, for what? No, to be conformed to the image of his son, Jesus Christ. So what's the purpose of the trial? What's the purpose of the tribulation? What's the purpose of the purification process? It's to take all those alloys out uh, that we gathered in life since Adam and Eve came, since you've been born. Uh, we got these mindsets. Uh, we got these values that ain't good, uh, that they, like, they don't look like Jesus Christ. How does Jesus look? The best way to see Jesus is when, when he was the last day of his life. He was getting beat. He was getting tortured ridiculed, mocked, whipped. He had six kangaroo courts. All illegal. He was being tried for a lie. He was being accused of something that wasn't true. And what did he do? Did he argue back? There's something to learn about fighting there. Did he fight back? What did he do? Forgive them. Forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. He had understanding. He had love for the very person and people that were producing his fire. There's a reason why we go through things. Victory is never going, is not never going through a trial. Victory is how you go through it. Tell your neighbor there's power in knowing. Victory is going through a trial knowing that it's working towards your favor. In 2 Corinthians 4, 17, verse 18, it says that the light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory, while we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal but the things which are not seen are eternal. Tell your neighbor it's an inside job. Hallelujah. See, Job said it this way. The Lord knoweth the way that I take, and when I'm tried, I shall come forth as gold. In other words, I would be better for this. Our pastor's daddy used to say, it's part for the course. 
Well, as Jacko was getting on. I don't know. Was Pastor still when I thought that? Because his jacket, your dad's jacket, he's always okay. Pastor Esteban's sister Valentina's here. Amen. Our founder, you guys love him? Amen. Amen. Is it, you love his son? Without a doubt. So I'm here today to tell you, it don't matter what you're facing today. Faith closes the deal. Faith has never lost a battle. He's undefeated. <laughs> Boy, I wish he was a horse. <laughs> I'd put all my money on him. Boy, oh boy, I'd borrow some money. <laughs> faith has never lost a battle. From Genesis to Revelation, faith has never lost a battle. From Revelations to 2016, faith has never lost a battle. Faith won't lose a battle. In your case, whatever you're going through, whatever mountain you're climbing, whatever devil's attacking you, whatever your situation is, faith is the answer. It won't lose. Put your money on it. Put your money on it. You're about to say, but, um, you know, I see it working in your life, Pastor, and, and I believe you had some struggles. However, my struggle is a lot more severe. My struggle is hell itself. I believe I live in hell. You might be thinking that there's no other storm than the storm that you're in right now. You might be saying, I'm going through a storm like no other. You might be saying that I'm going through a trial like nobody else. You might be saying that the fire I'm going through can't be matched. There's no way out. But you got to say hallelujah. Say praise God. Say hallelujah. Why? Because you're already halfway there on knowing the truth. What did you just say? I'm going through something. When you go through, that means what? That you're going to get through it. Hallelujah. Praise God. The situation that you're in ain't going to last forever. You're going to come through it, man. But go through it with the correct mindset. That way when you come out of it, you're a better person, man. You're a greater person, man. I'm going to give you a tidbit of information, boys and girls. That if we go through stuff wrong, if we go through hard things wrong, we come out worse. We come out worse. A lot of people have had broken relationships. And so now they don't trust or love nobody. They don't want to let nobody touch their heart no more. They went through something not the right way. But when you hold the hand of our Savior and you cling on to the word of God and you're going to come out with love, forgiveness, and understanding, your heart gets touched and you're more able, more able to open it up to more people. Come on, somebody. Praise God that you're going through it. Just go through it and hold the word of God. Somebody give these guys a towel. <laughs> I love you, Gloria, Pastor Darrell. It's good to see you here. Amen. It's good to see you here. Known him for 20 some years. Philippines, everything. 
Now you're back here. I love you. <clears throat> Say it again. I'm going through. Say it again. I'm going through it. Say it again. I'm going through it. Now just say, I'm going through. I'm going through. I'm going through. Tell it, I'm going to get through it. Say it again. I'm going to get through it. We're going to get through this. Boy, oh boy, I don't care what the devil does. I don't even care what he throws at me. I'm going through. David said it like this. Though I walk through the valley of shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Thou art with me. Thy rod, thy staff, they comfort me. Tell your neighbor, I'm going to get through this. Now give somebody a high five and tell them the deal. It's a done deal. Huh? It might look bad right now, but it's a done deal. And at a certain point, the devil is going to go down. At a certain point, your situation is going to turn around. It might be the first round he goes down. It might be the second round that he goes down. It might be the third or fourth round that he goes down. But my word tells me that he's going to lose, that he goes down. You got to have faith. By faith, the devil goes down. Jesus said in Luke 10, 19, Behold, I give unto you the power to tread upon serpents and scorpions. Remember scorpions, Cynthia? <laughs> I was in the desert with her. Jesus Christ. And over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Mark 16 says, And these signs shall follow them that believe in my name. Shall they cast out devils? Shall they speak with new tongues? They shall take up serpents, and if they drink anything deadly, it shall not harm them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Hallelujah. In 1 John 4, 4, it says, Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. What does that mean? You got a big brother. Don't be scared. And this is a victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. The fact is, as long as a child stays in the arena of faith, as long as you hold on to the word and promises of God, victory is guaranteed. It's a done deal. You're not going to lose. Don't lose faith. Uh, don't grow tired and weary and well-doing. Uh, keep your full armor on. Uh, fight a good fight, man. Uh, stay in the battle. Don't retreat. That is not an option. Don't quit. That is not an option. Uh, don't give up the ball. That is not an option. But stand and hold on to the word of God. Romans 16, 20 says, And the God of peace shall bruise Satan under your feet shortly. Tell your neighbor, it's just a matter of time. It might be tonight. It might be tomorrow. It might be a month. It might be a year. But your victory's here. Hold on. Hold on to the promise. Don't let go. Let it become one with you. The battle's going to end, man. The fiery trial is going to end. The storm that you're in is going to end. And when it does, you're going to still be standing and you're going to be in the image and likeness of Jesus Christ. You're going to be a better person. Dottie Ramble. I don't know if anybody remembers her, but they were award-winning. Uh, well, her and her husband were award-winning couple. We had them at Victory Outreach a few times. Very many years ago, when 
Me and Pastor Darrell had hair. We used to dream that we're driving down the coast in our convertible hair blowing. Amen. But her song said, I've weathered storms before. This ain't going to be your first storm or last storm. This ain't going to be your first trial or your last trial. This ain't going to be your first fight or your last fight. Quitting is not an option. What we have to do is learn how to fight. What we have to do is learn how to hold on to the word of God. Look at boys and girls, I'm serious. This ain't a joke. Huh? After those fights that we used to have, Pastor Manny knows, we used to have a lot of them. Huh? All these guys ran, man. They all ran. And today they're all fat and bald like me. But if you hear them tell the stories, they were there fighting. <laughs> what? <laughs> I must be getting seen now. I don't remember it that way. Huh? Become a soldier today. Become a warrior today. Get serious about your future. Get serious about your life, man. Don't let struggles make you just say, oh, well, and turn around and quit. Don't let your fight tell you what's the use and cry and go back to where you came from. Don't settle anything short, man. Learn how to fight and know that the victory has already been won. So you can go to the fight with some confidence and knowing that I'm about to kick your self out of here. Whew, almost got bleeped. You can bleep it, though. Don't worry. Have confidence. Get the word and put it in your heart. Graft it into your soul. Let it become you and you it. I prophesy to you right now. I'm not a prophet, but this is an easy one. I can't fail. It's a done deal. The victory's yours. It has already been won. The victory is already yours. You can't lose, man. For those that stay in the fight, the victory's yours. The only way that you can lose is to buy, get out of the arena by not fighting, by letting go of the word and listening to everything else. Huh? So take up your full armor. Don't grow weary. Strap on your shield of faith and jump into the ring. The victory is yours in Jesus' mighty name. Tell your neighbor it's a done deal. You know, we were singing that song, uh, Worthy of It All, right? And... Uh, Wow, I'm under an hour. That's amazing. Whew, it's a miracle. Huh? Were you praying, Sister Ben? <laughs> Sister Rochelle, prayer team must be heavy. I was under an hour. <laughs> so it's, it's open for questions. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, I'm, I'm moved today. I've been moved all day, man. We're singing that song, Worthy. He's worthy of it all. And I like to sit here and tell you that I'm here because of me, because I'm slick and all that. I like to tell you that it's my education. Huh? It's not my education, it's my salvation. Huh? All right? You know, when I first got here, uh, I didn't want no trials. And, and I wanted to quit on my wife. Okay? Because she was from the best neighborhood in the world, Alvarado. 
And so she wasn't going to take nothing. And all I knew was my mama and yours. And so I thought she was supposed to cook for me and iron my clothes. You know what I mean? Everybody said, man, Greg, what happened? You used to dress sharp. I said, yeah, but they used to iron my clothes for me. And so I told her, and she said, I ain't doing all that. And so my whole view of what a woman was got distorted. I didn't know. I didn't know nothing. And that was my big battle. My big battle was my ignorance. My big battle was my stupid pride. My big battle was that nobody had ever taught me how to love a girl right. My big battle was that I never seen a good example of a marriage in my life. That was my battle. But there was men in this church that got a hold of my hand, man. Some of you are here in the front row and walked me through and taught me what the word of God meant and taught me how to see by God's perspective and how to love God's daughter. They started telling me. Then I started listening to tapes, and I swear to God, it looked like the speaker was right there talking to me. Love your wife, stupid. She's a weaker vessel. And all of a sudden, the word of God started coming in me. My situation started changing. I got victory today. I'm a grateful man today. He gets all the glory. It ain't because of me. It's because of his word. It's because of his promises. All I had to do, man, was hold on to his promises to believe it. And sure enough, man, it producing, and it has produced a great life. I'll never throw it away now. I couldn't see one more day with this girl. Now I can't wait till we're 99 that I can smooch with her all day. That's for somebody. That's for somebody. You might be going through something today. As AJ, please come to the keyboard. Help me out here, brother. Play something to make everybody cry. <laughs> Hallelujah. I want you to laugh, but I want you to get real. I know some of you feel like you can't go another step. I know some of you feel that that giant you're battling is just far too great. You're thinking about throwing it away. I'm trying to tell you, man. It's there for a reason. Just change your perspective on it. Look at things from God's perspective. Know that you have a loving God that cares about you right there. And he's telling you that you could go through it, just change the way you see things. I got my word right there for you, and in it is laced with a lot of promises. These are my promises to you because I love you. Let them take life in your heart and take a hold of them. Learn to stand on my promises. And they'll get you through. It's already been settled. Way before I had predestined and foreknew you. This is my purpose for your life. 
is not to get whooped by your situation. I am not here to take you or deliver you out of your situation. But I'm here so that your situation can develop you. You got to want to be developed. You got to see yourself as something more. You got to see yourself in the image and likeness of my son, Jesus Christ. Stop seeing yourself as a victim. Stop seeing yourself as somebody that can't win anything. I'm with you. I'm inside of you. And because of that, you're greater than any obstacle, any challenge. You got to know that the victory is yours.